It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, and welcome to Beyond the Building. We are so glad that you have chosen to spend some time with us this morning. Uh, Debbie and I have been sharing back and forth here some concepts of uh, spiritual friendship. And if there's one thing in life that has blessed my soul, I know Deb would say the same thing, and I'm sure our listeners would say the same thing as well. It's those friends that God brings into our path uh, that we get to consider spiritual friends. And so we have had so much fun uh, looking at the concept of friendship. Deb and I have been friends for a very long time, and it's been super, super fun even to sit here and uh, just discuss our friendship together and discuss uh, what God does. And, and the gift that spiritual friends are to each other. Laura, I think there are a lot of folks out there that are sitting there going, we have some friends that span decades, which is great. But I think specifically, let's just make sure we're on the same page. We are talking about covenant friendships. These are friendships that are centered around a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, that idea of permanence, um, like I like a covenant with somebody it is a big promise. It's taken very seriously by God, and it needs to be taken seriously by us. Uh, in those covenant relationships, it's not about what can I get out of this. It's about what can I give to bring mm. you to the best place that you know, where you're thriving. And that's the kind of friendships that we're talking about. And if we're honest, if we don't have Christ at the center, then most friendships are going to you know, wax and wane because people are going to have moments where they're just extremely selfish. And so these covenant relationships where Christ is the center um, is that's that's what we're talking about in this particular podcast series. Yeah, that's right. And one of the things I love about these covenant relationships, these uh, let's call it spiritual friendships, is that as we go, um, we are not working at it to build our own kingdom or even build our friend's kingdom, right? When we're in these spiritual friendships, we are working together, walking together together. Uh, encouraging each other, um, like we saw last week, um, for the kingdom, right? The reason that God brings us together in friendship is to advance the kingdom. And if you remember from last week, we used a Tim Keller quote, and I just, I love this. I, I think I've memorized this at this point, and I probably could say it by heart, but real spiritual friendship is eagerly helping one another to know, serve, love, and resemble God in deeper and deeper ways. So if you are walking uh, your journey with a, a good spiritual friend, that's the goal, we want our friends to know God more and serve God more and love God more. And just like it says in the Bible, right, we want to be made more and more into the image of Jesus Christ, resemble him in deeper and deeper ways. I think that is something that is etched on my heart now, Deb, and uh, just always comes back to me when I think about the friendships that God has given me. You know, as you were speaking, Laura, I, I kind of got a picture, a visual picture. You might think kingdom's not a word that we use too much um, in our friendships, these days we do in a spiritual sense, right? The kingdom of God, but think about it. the kingdom of God has one King and everything centers around what his heart is for his kingdom. Well, what does that actually look like a kingdom for us? Like I, I would describe it as I'm on the throne and everything exactly. what's, in, exactly. what's impacting me, like my friendships, my 
agenda, my expectations, my plans need to benefit me. That would almost be a description today. Absolutely. We don't really have kingdoms, you know, that, that That's we perfect, like a king and queen, at least here in the States, but it's, it's what's your kingdom. I would say a draw a circle around yourself and everything that involves you. Yep. And so God's saying, shift the focus from you being in the center to me. Yep. But just as you were saying that, I was kind of picturing yeah. what does that kingdom look like today I love anyway? That. I love that definition. Laura, remember last week we talked about the spiritual covenantal friendship between David and Prince Jonathan. I think we looked in First Samuel 18. Let me read three and four again. Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. And then Jonathan took off the robe that he was wearing and he gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow and his belt. Now, last week we talked about the three gifts um, that he that Jonathan gave David. And we focused in on what that meant to give a robe and a tunic. And the focus last week was about how we have the ability to equip and encourage our friends in their call. Like what's God put on their life? I just find this passage so fascinating, even as you're just saying that, to think that each gift represents something. And this week, we're going to go to the next set of gifts. So right after Jonathan gave his tunic and his royal robe, you know, he identified a call on his friend. He gave him his sword and his bow. And as big of a wow as the tunic and the robe were, like this is another wow. He gives... David, his spiritual friend, his sword and his bow, like weapons. Yeah. And I, I don't know, Deb, how many times um, have you thought or encouraged your friend uh, in the, the story that once you are walking in your call, right, life is a battle. We are in a spiritual war. There is an enemy who wants to keep us down. And so I love the friendship. I don't know. Do you ever kind of feel like sometimes uh, we want friendships to be all just, you're doing a great job. Like, yeah, keep going, right? Yeah, you're doing such a good job. I just love you so much. But you know what? When you take a spiritual friendship and you go to that next level down, you're like, praise God, you are doing a good job at this. And so here's some weapons, right? Because you're in a spiritual struggle and you need to stand in what you're going to do. You need to fight with each other. It's like, <laughs> let's say not with each other, but like you side by side. Say, right? Exactly. Yeah, we, we fight alongside start, each other. We should start fighting. <laughs> um, but, but that sword and the bow, I think it goes both ways. I mean, you each side of the friendship needs to equip the other one for battle. Mm. But, you know, before we talk about the sword and bow, I just need to tell you as a, as a boy mom, right? I, <laughs> I, had two, I had two boys and I don't think maybe you experienced this quite with Emily in your household. <laughs> But when my boys were like five and two, six and three, around that age, I did a lot of teaching in women's Bible study about the word of the Lord is the sword and you need to use it to fight, you know, the enemy's attack on your thinking. So my kids grew up hearing that mom does battle with her mm. Bible, which is a sword. They heard that kind of language. And so when we would pray, I would pray with them in that vein. You know, mm. you got to pick up your sword of the Lord. And I talked about it so much that the women's Bible study for my birthday bought me a legit steel sword. I mean, oh, it was big wow. and it was sharp. And the eyes wow. of my kids were like, can yeah, we yeah. please play with that? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I wanted to say over my dead body, but that's probably not what you should say. Right, right. So I said, well, you know, you can buy a practice sword. So they saved their money, 10 bucks. They bought 20 Aww. plastic swords 
on Oriental Trading Company. Oh. And oh my goodness, did the fighting begin in the family oh. room. The sword fighting for as long as the weapons would stay intact, which is not really that long when it's coming yeah. from plastic. But you know what struck me, Laura, is that my boys watched me fight mm. with the word. And they also knew I had a sword. Mm. And, and I let them fight with these swords, like to practice. They were copying, yeah. you know, I would show them how to hold the sword and then they just went at it, right? It was just flailing swords. Mm. But these boys are now young adults and married. And what I'm so thankful for is they have picked up their own sword mm. of the Lord now and they know how to fight. Amen. So that, that role of a parent to know the word, to use the word, to yep. model it, Yep. is so impactful. Yeah. So when we're talking about, you know, picking a, like giving the sword and the bow to your friend, start in the home. That's right. Like start in the home. You need to be modeling it and then teach your children how to fight spiritual battle. Because if you try to go into a battle with, you know, I'm just going to try to talk you away from the situation, they're going to fail. That's so right. they need to know the word. So that's just a, a challenge. I think to parents, um, you need to own that. That's, yep. that's your job to teach your kids. I think it's cool. These two weapons, the sword, you know, a sword is for the enemy that's up close. Mm -hmm. So the things that come up in the face of your friend, you need to be able to hand them something to deal with the immediate issue, but a bow, you shoot things that are from a distance. You see something that's coming at your friend on the horizon you want that bow to say, hey, let me give you something that's a, a caution for this is a potential issue down the road. Do you ever like pull a friend aside and say, because I love you, I'm going to share something that I'm concerned about. Mm. And here's what the word says. Mm. I see this tendency coming. I think you need to really be ready because I think down the pike, there might be an issue battling sin in this area here is scripture it's like the bow that yep. you begin to shoot you're ready for what starts coming at you that's right that's right well, when we look in this context uh just a few chapters ago you know we we looked at first samuel 18 and just a few chapters ago david was a shepherd right in first samuel 16 he was a shepherd in in first samuel 17 we see david walk up and and bring down goliath with what a sling and a stone and he meets jonathan like we talked about last week uh in first samuel 18 and it's so interesting deb when when i try to put myself in these places which i know is just completely impossible to do given the culture and the timing and whatnot but when i try to put myself in this place um, i'm thinking about jonathan and and he knows that David brought down Goliath. And he may have even been there and, and saw David bring down Goliath. And he saw that David, the shepherd boy, brought down a giant with a sling and a stone. And at this point, we've already talked about the fact that things are changing, things are shifting. And Jonathan recognizes that David is moving into a new season, right? There's a call in his life and he is going to be going to the next place. And when I read this passage and I kind of put myself standing there in this moment with watching these two men go through this conversation, I kind of, I feel on Jonathan's heart or maybe, you know, in his head or his emotions, like almost conveying to David, in your last season, the sling and the stone were the weapons that were used to defeat the enemy. 
but you are going out into your royal position, David, and there are different battles and different enemies, and there are different struggles ahead that you have not dealt with yet. And so because there are different struggles ahead, you're going to need a different set of weapons. And so just like Jonathan did with his robe and his tunic, right? He's like, so I will take what is mine and I will give it to you. You know, I think Jonathan had fought some of those battles already. David Mm -hmm. had not. So some friendships have been a little further down the road than you. And when they stop and turn around and look at you and say, hey, this is some stuff you might anticipate coming. It's like Jonathan. He's like, I've been in those battles. I've seen what what a king might have to encounter. And he looked at David. He's like, you're not ready for that with what you have. That's right. So that's part of like the new battles coming. It's recognizing from somebody who's been there already. Absolutely. Speaking to that friend saying, hey, I need to equip you because you don't have the right gear. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so let's take it like out of first Samuel 18 and bring it to February, 2022, right? It's a a new season for us, whatever we're transitioning into or transitioning from whatever that looks like when we have a spiritual friend and we see them moving into their next place. Like we also have a weapon to give our spiritual friends. And sometimes kind of like you just said, Deb, we look at the way our friends may be trying to make it through their battles. And maybe we've already been through that struggle. Maybe we haven't. But regardless, we know that whether we've been through that struggle or not, right, there is only one sword that is going to be able to combat every enemy that our friends will encounter Uh, Whether it's on the horizon or in the middle of the night, uh, things that can only be defeated by the word of God. So we need to start planning how in practical ways am I going to place the word of God, the sword in somebody's heart so they're ready for battle. And you may say in their heart, it's like they need to be aware, you know, Mm -hmm. an awareness that Mm -hmm. that this is this is how I need to prepare myself. I think a lot of times um, in just regular friendships, you stay superficial but in yep. a covenant relationship, it goes deep. Yep. And that's going to require being honest about the struggle and then bringing the word back into the picture because the word cuts through the, yep. the lies and, and pulls the truth out. So putting the sword in our friend's hands prior to the battle is one of the best things that we can do as a covenantal friend to that person. And you think about it, the sword is the only offensive weapon that God's given us. Mm-hmm. You're not hitting people with your helmet or your shield or <laughs> your feet, you know, shot yeah, with the yeah, gospel yeah. of peace. You're yeah, hitting yeah, yeah. with yeah. the word of God, the sword. Yeah. And so it's important to recognize maybe when a friend is has not picked up their sword for a little while, because yep. when the enemy comes at you, that is not the time to go, shoot, where did I put that? Yep. You know, so maybe yep. that reminder, like you got to have it ready, have yep. it ready. Amen. That's right. And that's really the challenge because we want, let's take it back to the Tim Keller quote when we're talking about covenant relationships, right? We we desperately want our friends to grow and love and serve and resemble Christ in a greater or deeper and deeper way. Because, I mean, let's face it, Christ himself was the word, but we know that Christ also used the word. So right. when we when we look at the way Jesus talked and the way he talked in front of his friends and and whatnot, right? The word was armed with the word. Like he was constantly bringing up the word. And so if Jesus himself is going to be equipped with the spiritual weapon, I mean, how much greater should we be armed with that same weapon as well? 
you know, he modeled everything. He knew what to do and we did it. The disciples did not. So he, he spoke the word. He reminded them of the, uh, the prophetic word in the old Testament, but then he was writing the new word, right? It was the new Testament, the new covenant. Um, And then he modeled, for example, in the wilderness, when the enemy is going after him, this is how you battle. This is how you do it. You use the word, even Jesus himself was using the word because he knew that was the key. That's the stuff they would hear about. That's the stuff they would watch. And that's how they learned because he's planting seeds, right? He's, he's planting seeds in these young disciples who were basically, you you look at how they looked while Jesus was on the earth. It reminded me of Chip and Dan hitting Mm. each other with plastic. Yes, yes, yes. But once they got empowered by the Holy spirit, it's like that plastic sword became steel. Amen. And it began to really grow. So it's important that when we, we, we know the word, we have got to know the word. We need to be able to model it and then, then in turn, pull it out when we need it to speak that truth into our friends. So I think about, you know, our friend, how about you and me, right? Laura, you and I are, are covenant friends. Let's brainstorm a little bit on what are some of the things that you and I have done Mm. back and forth to equip each other Mm. with the word. I think of you, man, you know, whenever I I hear you start to talk about the word, your voice gets loud. You start smacking your hands (laughs) (laughs) because that's just you because you feel so passionately about it. So anytime somebody, you know, somebody writes a scripture or I send you a scripture, you kind of shout back in your texting Mm -hmm. or everything turns into all caps because you, you believe in sending scripture back and forth to encourage somebody. Amen. Amen. And that, Deb, I love that you just said that because, okay, let, let me, think of the things that encourage me, right, that you have done is um, asking me, you know, what's God speaking to you from his word? Like, what, what's going on in your quiet time, Laura? What, what are you what are you sensing God saying as far as, I mean, we were both going through transition, you know, how many years ago, two and a half-ish years ago, we both were kind of really digging into the word of God. What's God speaking to you? How's he leading you? What does it say to you as you're in your quiet time? And we need to be asking our friends, um, you know, what's God saying to you from his word? Honestly, when I go out to coffee and I get to ask a friend that conversation, that question, and they ask me that same question, that is a deep, amazing conversation that goes beyond like, what are you doing this weekend? Right. And that's where our roots grow in friendship too. So just asking each other, what's God speaking to you from his word? That's right. Uh, I, you're a gift giver. I've known that since mm-hmm. we were in college together. You love getting gifts and you are a phenomenal gift giver. And so I bet if we were to take a poll of how many people you have purchased a devotional for, a Bible for, a t-shirt, wear a hat with a scripture on it. <laughs> I mean, you are the buyer of gifts <sighs> with the word on it. Aww. Just because it 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 gets you so excited, and it I really does. and I've been the recipient of some of those yeah. gifts, so <laughs> I appreciate it. But it's just that reminder; it's bringing something back in front mm. of somebody's face. Mm. I, I love that. I really do. Um, another thing I think is important uh, to do is uh, share with your friend how God spoke to you. And I right. honestly, I think both of us do this uh, equally because when I read something in the morning and I'm I'm journaling it or I'm, I'm really seeking the Holy Spirit on what God would be saying to my heart. Sometimes the Lord prompts and says, uh, share this with this particular person because of whatever they're going through. And so I will. But there's other times where God just says, like, just share this. 
just share this, right? And so like, okay, who? And I kind of just put it out there. Sharing with other people, our spiritual friends, how God speaks to us through a particular passage, right? Sometimes he speaks to us to speak through us. Mm -hmm. And again, it's one of these moments where when the passage gets sent and you know you've been the recipient of this, like, oh my goodness, that's exactly what God was just speaking to my heart or that's exactly what I needed to hear. This builds, this is equipping our friends with the sword. I think one of the most impactful ways to pray over your friend with them is to pray the word. Yeah, amen. You know, to make it personal. Yep. And, and it's personal to God then because it's his word. Yep. And when you're kind of at a lack of things to say, because maybe it's overwhelming. Yep. If you already have in your arsenal, you know what scriptures, what truths are already there in scripture and you just begin to pray yep. um, according to the word. You may not know the exact chapter or verse. Don't get hung up on that, but you know the principle um, I have found that when people have prayed for me that way, prayed scripture, it resonates mm-hmm. so much Absolutely. than just a nice prayer. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Um, and, you know, our covenant friends, we want them to know and we want them to remind us too, right? There's power in the word of God. I think that's just, isn't it kind of neat that we all have our own sword and yet it's the same sword right right, right. we're all using the same sword we're all using the same 66 holy spirit inspired books uh, as we talk and and speak over each other i love that now i i feel um super super grateful that when i grew up uh my parents sent me to christian school and one of the things that we did in christian school was every friday we had to write a memory verse and i don't even know what grade that started in probably <laughs> probably preschool it was probably Say two or three early. words right yeah and um I remember being on the bus and all of us like freaking out because it was Friday morning and nobody had their memory verse <laughs> memorized. But I was lived in Delaware, went to school in Pennsylvania, so I had a good half hour, 45 minutes on the bus. And we would sit in the back of the bus and just make up songs about the word, right? So we would all kind of get the same song into our heads. But I'll tell you, regardless of whether I learned it started a Monday or Tuesday or I learned it on Friday morning on the bus, the scripture that I learned at school uh, in my formative years, it is stored in my heart and it blows my mind how there are things from second grade that I may not remember and third grade that I may not remember. But when I hear a certain verse, I'm like, I learned that in school. <laughs> and so I have all of this word stored in my heart and I am so grateful for that. Um, I know that when I move into whatever my next is, or when I come into a season where I need a weapon or I need a word, right? I am so grateful that what is in my heart comes out. And I think it's one of these things that um, I remember what God said about me. I remember what I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to live because of who I am. And I live it out because I've taken that sword and I've stored it in my heart. It's always, it's there, right? I can always bring it out and use it. Um, It's always powerful and effective. And when you store the word of God in your heart, you use it. It it just comes to your mind. I don't even have to think, I wonder if I have memorized a verse for this. I wonder if in fourth grade I memorized a verse for this, right? You're just going through a struggle and boom, the living word comes comes to your heart, comes uh, comes to your mind, and it brings you to the place where you need to be. Well, I can guarantee you this, that there was no scripture memory going on 
in the public school bus that I took. <laughs> I heard a lot of other words, but it wasn't the word of God. Oh so my. I, I, from kindergarten through the end of college, I never went to a Christian school. Mm. So there's going to be listeners who say that yeah, that was my deal, mm-hmm. right? So what was so critical for me, it was my parents. They yep. took seriously teaching and reinforcing and modeling the word of God in my life. And yep. that was huge. And the, I'll tell you the other thing they did, Laura, was they... I grew up in a house that was committed to being not just attending church, but involved yeah. at church. It's one thing to attend. It's another thing to be involved in your church. And it yep. was a priority. Like it, I can, I can probably count on my hands in my childhood. Yep. I had to have like chicken pox mm, to not go. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, and even if we were traveling, certainly there was, there was no church online back then, but even <laughs> if we were traveling on a Sunday, we had family devotions. Mm. And so it was just ingrained in me that this is what you did. So somewhere in between there, a listener might be going, well, I didn't grow up in Christian church. Yep. I didn't go to Christian school and I didn't have Christian parents. Yep. So here's the encouragement. It's never too late. That's right. That's you know, right. It's never too late. As soon as you start opening the word and starting to apply it to your life, you are starting to hide the word in your heart. You're picking up your sword and, and when don't get intimidated by somebody who grew up handling that sword and say, well, what's the use? It's still, you're still in a battle and you need to use it. And it's good to kind of position yourself around people who have a good handle of the word, because as you're learning, you can run ideas off of them and they can pour truth into you about, they can help you, right? They can help you get there. So it's not just enough to have it. I mean, a lot of us probably have multiple versions and copies of scripture in your house, but you got to use it. That's right. You got to, you got to use it. Otherwise it doesn't really help you. And the more you practice with it, the better you get handling when, when it's inappropriate to use certain scriptures and how do I use it? It's like yeah. having a sword. Honestly, these, these two, I have two swords now, right? Two big steel swords and they sit in a corner and I pull them out when I need a good prop. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I really <laughs> haven't had, you know, that burglar come in the front door for me to yeah. use that sword, yeah, but yeah. I, but I can handle the word of God yeah. as a sword Amen. because I have a burglar that's constantly trying to get in. Yep. So that you want to get proficient with these swords, but you have to surround yourself with people who are going to encourage that. That's right. That's right. And that's really what I love about spiritual friendships is, you know, we have this weapon, we share it with each other and we are equipped and prepared regardless of what the struggle is that comes our way. You know, so many times when when your friend's struggling, don't you feel like, oh, there's just something I could do to help them? You Mm -hmm. know, if a friend's struggling, you know, how many of us have had friends that have struggled recently with health or whatever it is, right? And we're like, we'll bring you soup. We'll we'll do something. We'll watch your kids. We'll go grocery shopping. is yeah, good yeah right and so physically there is a com- there's something inside of us that rises up when our friends are going through a struggle we want to get in there and do what we can do to help how much greater is it when our friends are going through a spiritual struggle to be able to say mm, i'll bring you soup but i'm also bringing you a sword right i'll bring you right, i'll right. watch your kid but i'm also gonna encourage you in the word of god um mm-hmm. it's been a season of struggle for the past two years people have gone through the tough stuff and so as spiritual friends even in the tough stuff even in the past two years the hard seasons of our lives we still want our friends and our f- friends still can and will in the hard seasons right grow learn know and resemble God in deeper and deeper ways. Sometimes it's in the harder season that it happens even in a stronger way. And so 
what a gift we have been given in the word of God, not just for ourselves to use it, um, but to share it with a friend. Like why kind of started out here, not because it's for our sake or to see our platform or our agenda or our own, like you explained so beautifully, our own kingdom advance, right? Right. It's for the kingdom's sake. It's for God's kingdom, his purposes, his plans, his desires to advance in the world for the kingdom of light to advance against the kingdom of darkness. Just so amazing that we have been given something ultra powerful do we even know how powerful it is right it's so powerful we learn more and more about it every time we use it but um what a gift we've been given to give to other people laura there's one more gift jonathan gave david one more gift then we're going to come back next week and talk about it and that was the belt so next week what what's the other aspect with our covenant friends it's speaking the truth in love yep speaking the truth in love a, a sword can do an amazing job cutting through lies, but it can also cut through a friend if it's mm. not used correctly. Mm. So uh, we're, I'm excited to do that one more in this series with you. Uh, and I, I just want to say something. I wish people could see on Zoom how wild your hands have been as you're speaking about the word. <laughs> today? I didn't even yes! notice that. Sometimes yes. I see it and I did not see it today. No. <laughs> I was laughing because I, I said, you get so excited. And That's I funny. just think that you should be Italian with your flying hands. Well, I have the name. But at least That's you are. It. At least you are um, passionate about this. That's for sure. Yeah, amen. Amen. So thanks, everybody, for joining us on this episode, this podcast of Beyond the Building. And uh, we're really grateful for you. Uh, We hope that you'll share this with your friends and look forward to seeing you in one week as we conclude our series on covenant friendships. Can't wait. We'll see you then. Have a good day. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember you were created for more.